0: the day was July ninth, 1588. The invincible Spanish Armada had been defeated on the shores of northern France. This defeat was the result of a war between Spain and England. England was supporting the Dutch against Spain and were raiding Spanish treasure ships. In retaliation to these attacks, Spain formed a vast conglomerate of military force, land and sea, to fight the English. This congregation of force, called the Armada, consisted of 130 ships, 20,000 men, and 2,400 artillery units. This, however, was somehow not enough. The light, agile, and fast English ships were able to avoid large Spanish ships. The English were able to make the Spanish armada split out far and wide. Eventually, the Spanish went home in defeat. However, this was only the beginning of the end for Spain. Hello! My name is Lucas Marshall, and I will be guiding you through the growth of Spanish power throughout the 16th century. This will include its rise to power and its eventual fall late in the century. It all started with the crowning of Charles I in the year 1516. Charles I was the son of Ferdinand and Isabella. When one of his grandfathers died in 1519, he also was ruler to the Habsburg Empire, along with Spain. The Habsburgs controlled much of Europe, including the Holy Roman Empire, which controlled Germany, Italy, and much of Central Europe. As ruler of the Habsburgs, Charles I changed his name to Charles V. Charles V heavily opposed Protestantism and aimed to limit its influence under his reign. He eventually had to allow some people, such as princes, to become Protestant, however. Charles also fought wars with the Ottoman Empire. The Ottomans Victories such as the Battle of Mohawks in 1526 scattered the Habsburg territory heavily. It eventually became too large for only Charles to handle, and in 1566 he stepped down and lived in a monastery forever after. The next king was Philip II. Philip II was only 29 at the time of his coronation. Philip II reigned for 42 long years and did quite a lot of work during his time as a ruler. He was known for his dedication to government work, as opposed to hunting and other activities commonly practiced by European monarchs at the time. Philip II ruled as an absolute monarch, which meant he controlled every part of government. Philip II, like many other European rulers at the time, believed he had divine right as a ruler, which meant he believed he had the right from God to do basically whatever he wanted as a ruler. In battles, he was very successful. An example of said success is the 1571 Battle of Lepanto, where Spain and its Italian allies defeated the Ottomans in the coast of Greece. In Philip's reign, he also conquered the Netherlands, which was his most important and most well-known conquest of all. The Dutch people rioted in the 1560s due to high Spanish imposed by Philip II in the Spanish government. The majority of the country... Eventually, won their independence in 1581. The southern, largely Catholic portion of the country stayed loyal to Spain. As the 1580s approached, Philip's last remaining enemy was England. In 1588, the Spanish prepared over 20,000 men, 130 ships, and 2,400 artillery units to sail against England. The English, in their fast, agile ships, outmaneuvered the massive Spanish attack ships and Spain ultimately lost the war. This started the decline of Spain, as when Philip II died, his successors were nowhere near as successful as he was, and in the next two centuries, France would take place as England's main competition for the world. For the sake of not concluding this podcast with doom and gloom, we will conclude with the Golden Age of Spain. During Philip II's reign, he had a known affinity for the humanities. The Spanish Golden Age spanned from 1550 to 1560 and produced world-renowned art and literature that is still celebrated to this day. Examples of this world-renowned art are El Greco and his striking art depicting religious scenes. Another is writer Cervantes. Cervantes wrote Don Quixote, which was an adventure novel that made fun of chivalry and medieval society. This was considered to be by many to be the first modern novel produced in Europe and is still celebrated and read by many to this day. Thank you for listening, and I sincerely hope you learned something today. This episode was sponsored by Grammarly. Use code Lucas to get 15% off Grammarly Premium for one year.